0: that's your job right now, to be seen. How do you be seen? Because the more you're seen, the easier it is for you to sell your product, for you to find your new customers, for you to share your service. And I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to The Chris Starter Show where we absolutely believe that both prosperity and generosity can and must coexist. So here's an age-old question. When you are trying to build a business or when you're just trying to thrive in life, How do you stay positive in a world with uncertainty everywhere? Like, how do you stay productive in a world where a lot of other people are trying to tell you, oh, it's not worth even trying to produce right now? How do you stay positive in a world where things are different than they were a year ago or two years ago? And what you were used to doing has changed and you're not quite sure how it's changed, but you just know that it has changed. How do you stay positive in that world? Well, here's why I bring it up. I've just had these weird interactions lately as I've been kind of out and about with people that seem like they're a little bit down on the economy or they're a little bit down on their opportunity or they're a little bit down on, you know, what the future might hold. Here's a good example. We were at the car dealer the other night and it's a very super high-end car dealer and the uh, car salesman that we normally deal with is, you know, how are things going? He's like, oh, things are tough, man. I really think there's something big coming. Sales are down 28%. We're just not seeing the number of people come through the door. And, you know, he had like all these reasons why he was feeling some real headwinds. Then I've got some realtor friends and they're kind of trapped in the same weird situation as well, meaning it's different than it was a year ago or two years ago. A couple of years ago, they were just taking orders left and right. People were fighting for homes. Now no one's selling their homes. Because they have such good rates on them. They don't want to sell a home with a 3% rate and have to go buy a home with a 7% rate. But then also nobody's buying homes. So there's this weird stalemate of no transactions out there for the everyday realtor who sells to the everyday person. Now, the reason why I just clarified that is I'm going to tell you where some of the opportunities shifted to here in a moment that will feel like the opposite of what I just said. But nonetheless, I got a lot of realtor friends where The number of transactions are just really causing their income to suffer. Even friends that are raising capital for their companies. Now, not like me raising a seed round for Frello, where it's all strategic angel investors. That is going really well. But I mean when you're going for institutional capital, when you're going to banks and VC funds, the ones that used to hand out money left and right. I've got friends with companies that have $20 million a year in revenue and they're profitable, And they're going to VC firms that used to fund them left and right, and they're having a hard time getting capital, getting investors from these institutional investment firms. I've also got friends that are you know, big players in real estate investments and and the small business world where they're always relying on small business loans and investment loans. And all the regional banks that used to supply those, they're holding onto their money with their fists clenched right now. So very deserving people that Always had a lot of cash flow from these type of options before that those same old institutions that used to just turn on the faucets for them. Even though nothing's changed on their end, the institutions are holding on to their cash saying, Hey, we don't know what's coming. And so the, the uncertainty of the future is going to, you know, make us up. We're not lending to you today, even though we would have nine out of 10 times in the past, right? And then many of you listening. I hear it in my DMs. I've seen it in the Mastermind a little bit that we run. When I run roundtables, I hear it once in a while. A lot of you are having a harder time landing clients compared to what you used to do, right? The places that used to get clients, it's like, it's kind of dried up. And a lot of you are having trouble getting paid from the clients that you do have, meaning their cash is dried up, so they're not paying you, which means your cash is drying up a little bit. So listen, there is some headwinds out there. We got to acknowledge it. There's definitely something not only coming, but already here, that is making it a little bit tougher to thrive in business than it was a couple of years ago. But not everybody feels a slowdown right now. Not everybody feels uncertainty right now. There's a few people that have been really resourceful, or some that have been fortunate and lucky, who are thriving more than ever right now. And I start to offer you some of these stories and some of this evidence. So you start to figure out, wait. It's not that the opportunity has gone away. It's that the opportunity has shifted. So here's an example. Lori and I got a text from a realtor, a friend of ours, who only deals in really high-end homes, let's say $5 million and up. And he texted us saying, hey, weird text, but are you and Lori mobile at all? Meaning, would you ever show your home and, and consider moving? We've got somebody that wants to be in your neighborhood. We're in a very specific neighborhood. It's gated and guarded and, and there's not many of those around the area where we live. And this one in particular is like so beautiful inside. Everybody wants to be in it. So he goes, Hey, it's weird. There used to be homes for sale and homes available in there, but there's none available right now except for one. It's $14 million. And I've got clients coming to town and and they want to be in your neighborhood. They want to see if there's some other homes they could look at. So totally unsolicited. He's coming and saying, you know, Hey, would you show your home? And of course, my answer to him was, well, you know, for the right number, we're always mobile. And he told me the number and it shocked me. It shocked me. It's probably a million, million and a half dollars more than I thought our home was worth. And so, you know, that's a good example of like somebody who's still thriving, even though he can't find inventory, he's going out and scraping up inventory by, you know, sending out unsolicited text messages and phone calls to people that, you know, might be willing to put their home on the market for the right number. Here's another great example. This woman in our mastermind is doing four times her revenue from when she originally joined the mastermind two years ago. Let that sink in, just that sentence alone. In a time where everybody else is saying, hey, I'm having trouble getting paid, I'm having trouble getting clients, she runs this incredible LinkedIn agency and LinkedIn training company. And she's doing four times her revenue and working way more elegantly and less than she was when she joined the mastermind two years ago. She's setting records in a time where other people are saying, hey, I can't find business. So what is she doing differently, right? Same thing with another woman in our mastermind. This is our elite mastermind, by the way, the one where it's 500 grand and up to be in. She just launched her webinar, you know, about six, seven, eight months ago, where she teaches you how to be a children's book author. And she is now having $500,000 months on an automated webinar. So how did she go from not having months near that size to all of a sudden cranking out a bunch of $500,000 months. Well, she got creative. She started looking in different places. She said, I wasn't doing webinars, not on a consistent basis. What would happen if I did it a million times and tried to get better every time and really dialed it in? And then what would happen if I worked with a different ad agency, one that I haven't tried in the past? And what would happen if I tweaked my message here and tweaked my message there? And before you know it, she's doing half a million dollar months, right? So she didn't settle for, oh, things are getting tougher or things are shifting. She said, I've got a goal. I'm gonna hit this goal, but I know it's gonna take a lot of shifting and experimenting on my end and it worked, it paid off. So here's some things here's why I explain all of this. I'm going a direction with this. Here's some things that you, the listener can do if you're experiencing headwinds. Here's some things that you can do if you're experiencing some uncertainty in the economy. Here's some things you can do if your industry is just flat out dried up because some of them have just flat out dried up like the realtor agency for normal price homes, right? There's no transactions, no one's selling and no one's buying, so it's a big stalemate. I'm gonna break it down in terms of the basics and in terms of the advanced. And by the way, this same breakdown that I'm giving you, this is what I gave to my elite mastermind when we had a group call the other day, right? Because half of them are saying, man, we're having trouble. And the other half are thriving. And I said, well, here's what you all need to be doing. This is gut check time. So here's the basics. First one is, are you inundating yourself? And I mean inundating yourself with positive propaganda. Lori and I have doubled the consistency and doubled the amount of positive propaganda that we are taking in. We're listening to books at night when we go to bed together. That was a habit that we had for a while and then got away from. We said, we gotta get this habit back. We are starting our mornings, of course, with podcasts and books. A good example is every morning when I'm at the Newport Beach home here, we don't really have a yard that we can let the dogs out in. The house, you know, homes are all cramped in together here and they just have these little half assed front yard kind of thing. So I can't just like let the dogs out like I can at the other yards. So I have to walk them. I like literally alarm goes off. I wake up and put the dogs on a leash and I have to walk them while it's still kind of darkish out. Now that could be a, an annoying thing. It could be a point of resistance or I can pop my book in my ears. That I'm listening to right now immediately and while I'm walking them so they can go to the bathroom right away. I can start my day right away with positive propaganda. It's those little things where you're taking a negative and turning it into a positive and productive experience. It's those little things when done day in, day out, several times a day that will make a difference. So I challenge you, how much positive propaganda are you intentionally taking in versus the negative propaganda that's just falling in your lap? I want you to shift that in your favor, right? More positive than negative, and it's up to you to shift those scales in your favor. The second basic thing you can do is to move your bodies. This is your wake up call that if you don't exercise, if you don't work out every day, if you're not somebody who enjoys that, if, if it's painful for you, you have to put your health first. I have never met a happy, and I mean a true happy individual, where a big part of their day isn't moving their body. Now there's a million ways to do it. Heck, my 75 year old neighbor here, he goes and he surfs every single morning. Puts the wetsuit on, goes down, and at 75, surfs. And he's a ha- one of the happiest guys I know, right? So you got to move your body. Stagnant bodies, right, when you're not moving your body and challenging your body, lead stagnant lives that make everything else around you feel stagnant as well. Let me repeat that. A stagnant body that's not moving its energy also kind of propagates, invites in a stagnant life because you're not moving the energy of life either. So if you move your body a little bit now, I'm gonna ask you to double it. If you don't move your body at all right now, I'm gonna ask you to start a little bit, a couple times a day, every single day. I don't care if you start with a stretching routine. I don't care if you start with a walk around the block. I want you to change the frequency and I want you to change the amount that every one of you are moving your bodies. For context, you know how many companies we have a hard, we work how busy our schedule is. Yesterday I walked 6.6 miles in addition to going to the gym. Day before that, 7.5 miles. Day before that, looks like 5.1 miles. That's in addition to getting workouts because we make it a priority and we are so happy when we are moving our bodies. I encourage you change that part of your life. Whatever you're doing right now, do better. Make it better. It works. Then the third thing that's a real basic is lean into and curate a support system of people who see opportunity, not a support system who likes to join in on misery or see headwinds. You're going to have both of these people in your life. Sometimes some of you accidentally have more of the latter in your life than you do of the first kind of people. But this part's up to you. This is no one's fault but yours. You need to curate, that means purposely plug into no matter what it takes, if you're investing in it, or if you're creating it yourself, or if you're switching where you live, or if you're switching where you hang out, you need to curate a support system of people who are programmed to see opportunity, opportunity for themselves, opportunity for you, opportunity seeking machines. That's who I want you hanging out with, not people who just look at the reality right in front of their face and say, yeah, it is tough. Oh, that's okay, I'm having troubles too. Let's go have a drink and talk about it. Oh, girl, you look like you need a drink. Oh, one of those days, right? I encourage you to change up your support system, your inner circle and your next tier and the next tier after that. Change up your support system into a group of opportunity-seeking ninjas. And before you know it, all you're gonna see is opportunity around you no matter what type of headwinds and what type of economy we're in, good or bad. Now, those are some of the basic things. Here's some of the advanced things that you can do. I want you to be the first to seek out and see the shifts. Things are shifting. There's no doubt about it, but they always have. Since the beginning of time, every industry, every job, every career, every service, Every product has shifted and shifted big time, right? So it's never going to stop. You're always going to be in trouble when things keep shifting and you don't teach yourself to see the shifts. You'll get what you look for. I talk about this all the time on the show. You get what you look for. So start experimenting with looking for where the opportunity is going, not where it is today. Right, The old quote from uh, Wayne Gretzky, the famous hockey player, he said, well, here's what makes me so much better than everybody else. I skate to where the puck is going, but not to where the puck is. This needs to be you when you're looking for where's the opportunity tomorrow? not where is it today, because you'll always be one step ahead of everybody else. This is a muscle that you need to build. You build this by reading books you wouldn't normally read. You build this by listening to podcasts you wouldn't normally listen to. You build this by getting into new circles you wouldn't normally be in. You build this muscle by being curious. Hey, you know, I wonder what's going on with AI. Maybe once a week, I should devote one hour to learning about AI, right? Or maybe I should join an online AI membership. Like things like that, building that muscle to see where the shift is going, not where it is today. Here's a really good example. I'm going to use another example from my elite mastermind. We have a realtor in there and she's always done a great job. has a great team, but because real estate transactions have dried up, so is half of her income, right? It's an industry situation. It's not something that she's doing wrong or differently. So she wasn't going to settle for that. Her income is important to her. She has big hopes and big dreams. She uses her income to invest in other big projects the way all of us should be. So she's not just going to sit back and settle for, oh, well, I guess there's half the transactions this year, and so I'm going to make half the money. No. She said, where's the opportunity going? Oh, I know. Realtors are struggling. And because they're struggling, they need more support than they needed in the past. And I'm a realtor. I know what kind of support they need. And I've been very successful. So I'm going to create two things. I'm going to create a monthly meetup in my area for realtors to come and get support and be able to help seek opportunity for each other, not sit and and complain with each other. So she creates a positive group that is putting her on the map once a month that people are coming to. She rents the venue, pays for the venue. She invites in a speaker to make everybody feel good and help see them, help them see the opportunity. And she's being lifted up because of it. But now this second part is cool. She also started a realtor mastermind. She said, boy, if realtors like myself, who used to be really consistent in the industry are feeling this, then they're going to need a much deeper level of support than just a once a month meetup. They're gonna need something intimate. They're gonna need a true group, a true tribe that understands the real estate business and where things are going, all high performers. So she created a real estate mastermind out of thin air and she made up her lost income, multiple six figures when she launched it the first time. Let me repeat that, multiple six figures when she launched it the first time. But look what she did, started free meetups, added value, and then said, okay, if you want something even better and more intimate than that, here's the very elite club that you can get into and we're gonna support each other, we're gonna get each other through this thing and made multiple six figures to make up for her lost income. That's seeing where the shift is going, where the opportunity is forming, not where is it today and where was it yesterday. So that's the first thing. Be the first to see the shifts, build that muscle. The second advanced thing, temporarily do things you don't wanna do if it creates the income that you need to build your future temporarily do things that you may not wanna do if it creates income that you need to build future. Now, I don't mean things that are outside of your moral compass, heck no. I don't mean things that are against your beliefs, no. I mean, we all have those products that we're tired of selling, or we all have those services that we're tired of servicing, or we all have that side hustle that we know we could be doing because we're really good at fixing things or we're really good at building things or we're really good at knitting things or whatever it might be. We all have these skills that we might be tired of using, tired of monetizing or tired of exercising or tired of being known for. But if it's a skill that can turn on the floodgates of dollars, then when headwinds are present, when times are tough, you get tougher and you do kind of the tough thing temporarily. It's just not a forever thing. You're not going to be stuck forever doing the things that you don't want to do just for income, but you should be temporarily. Doing things that you don't want to do if it creates income that can get you through these dry spots, so to speak. The third advanced thing you could be doing is this. And it sounds kind of counterintuitive, but stick with me here. I want you to lean into alternative advertising. Or if you haven't been advertising, I want you to start at doing paid advertising because it becomes cheaper. If you've listened to the show, you've heard this before. Advertising becomes not a little bit cheaper, exponentially cheaper when times are stagnant, when there's headwinds in the economy. I don't know if you know what impressions are on social media, but every time you see a story, every time you see a post, that counts as one impression. Okay. So impressions, the ability to buy impressions and put your ad, put your message on that impression in front of people that don't yet know you and know what your service is, that becomes exponentially cheaper when the big dogs pull back on their advertising budgets. That becomes exponentially cheaper When the everyday solo entrepreneur that used to spend maybe $2,000 a month in ads stops spending $2,000 a month in ad because they're trying to save a little bit of money right now because they feel the headwinds. This is when you lean in when everybody else is leaning out because now you're getting ads at half price. You're getting billboards that you would have never considered putting your face on before because, you know, billboards are old, they're antiquated, but now you can build omnipresence by getting billboards for 10 cents on the dollar. Where else can you advertise? You should be eyes peeled, eyes wide open. Where are other people advertising that you've never considered before? Because it's never been cheaper for you to go experiment with it. Fourth thing, plug into new circles of high influence. I call it new bloodlines. Here's a story. I've got a buddy and he's raising money to do a massive real estate project, like a $8 million real estate project and massive to him, right? And this buddy was having a real hard time raising the money that he needs, the $8 million that he needs for the project, because he just kept going around in his small circle that he's always had forever, saying, who in my circle has the money? Who in my circle wants to invest? Who in my circle wants to back me on this? Well, the problem is half his circle is probably experiencing fear and uncertainty, just like everybody else. And the other half is your original circle is just so big. You need to tap into new bloodlines. You need to insert yourself into other rooms that you have never stepped foot in, other groups you have never stepped foot in because those are new bloodlines. Every new person that you can meet that you wouldn't have traditionally met in the past, they represent a new church, a new school, a new neighborhood, a new town, a new city, a new following on Instagram. How many of these new bloodlines can you tap into? Instead of saying, who in my circle has my money? Or who in my circle is my customer? You need to start saying, how do I add brand new circles that I've never been in before? And how many of them can I add? This is your focus right now. All you have to do is expand your circle by tapping into new circles that you would have never tapped into in the past. This is the easiest thing you can do. Some you have to invest to get into. Others you can just find your way into. Create your way into. The same way of the uh, example the realtor I gave earlier. Start building the room that you wish existed and strangers will start showing up. When the strangers start showing up, each one of them is a new bloodline for you to tap into. Every slowdown, you guys, is an opportunity not to suffer, but to refresh your business, to refresh your product line, to refresh your approach, to refresh your business plan every slowdown, every headwind is a chance for you to check in and say, ah, it's getting stale anyways. I need to know where the puck is going, not where the puck is today. Now to do this, it demands the best out of us. To do this, it demands that we do some things that are tougher than we want to do. To do this, it demands that we get uncomfortable. To do this, it demands that we do some scary things or even sometimes some things that might be a little embarrassing at first. God, who are they to have ads on my Instagram? Who are they to put their name or their face on a billboard at the side of a bus? Who are they to pay all these micro-influencers to share their show or to to talk about their book? I'll tell you, here's who you are. You're the person who's not going to give up. You're the person who's going to find the new way. You're the person who's going to be thriving when everyone else is complaining. That's who you are if you do those things. It's separation season. There is so much opportunity out there. It is crazy just not where it used to be. It doesn't look how it used to look. It's up to you to go find it. When you can stand out and build a beautiful new name for yourself, because you are looking where the light is when everyone else is stuck in the dark, well, now you're going to be easier to find. Easier to find by investors, easier to find by customers, easier to find by business partners. It's going to be easier for opportunity to find you when you go say, hey, where's the light? And if I can't find the light, how do I build the light to shine it on me? That's your job right now, to be seen. How do you be seen? Because the more you're seen, the easier it is for you to sell your product, for you to find your new customers, for you to share your service. This is the lecture that I gave to my elite mastermind where everyone's making seven, eight figures. And this is the lecture that I give to you. It's separation season. It's time for the wake-up call. It's time to get uncomfortable. It's time to shift. To where the shift is going. And if you're listening to this show, I know you have it inside of you because people don't listen to this show if they want mediocrity. People don't listen to this show if they want to be average. People don't listen to this show if they don't have big dreams. And I'm telling you where to find them. And by the way, we'll help you find them as well. You heard me talk a lot about getting a new support system of people who see opportunity. You heard me talk a lot about plugging into new circles of influence and new bloodlines because they represent new neighborhoods and churches and schools and online followings, you name it. Lori and I are putting that room together this year. We're calling it the dinner series. Three elegant dinners where we're going to ask you to dress up because they're going to be beautiful, where it's pure networking. Motivated, high-performing people, or you're not allowed there. And those dinners are preceded by over a half day of pure, intentional networking. No learning, no BS, none of the fluff. You're there to share your services and your skill sets and to plug into new opportunities and new circles, and so is the person next to you. Like no one's stepping foot in this room unless it's to network. No one's stepping foot in this room unless it's to share referrals. No one's stepping foot in this room unless it's to refer you to their friends. That's the beautiful thing about this new dinner series that we're creating. All of our best breakthroughs and our best relationships have always been built over dinners. So we're building the dinners for you to do the same. If you're interested, do me a favor. Text me the word dinner to 310 421 421 Zero four one six. Do not text me if you don't want to share your your audience. Do not text me if you don't want to share your referrals. Do not text me if you are not overly ambitious and like one of these people that the rest of your friends call you kind of crazy. I just want the crazy ones. Not clinically crazy, but motivated crazy. That's who we want to share three dinners with and three days with and cause these intentional collisions. So if that's you, text me the word dinner to 310-421-0416. Again, that's 310-421-0416. And in the meantime, even if you don't, I just gave you the blueprint on how to be successful when headwinds are right in front of you. It doesn't matter what your surroundings are. It matters whether or not you go put yourself in position to be successful or not. And I know that you can do it.